Welcome to the Wisdom and Wealth Podcast, a series of conversations designed to equip you, our listener, with the helpful insights necessary to simplify the critical decision points of life. I'm Josh Clues, a wealth advisor with Carson Wealth here in the Woodlands, Texas. I believe my calling in this life is to enable others to fulfill their own calling by helping them harness their financial wealth to their purpose in life. Please join me each week for market thoughts, planning ideas, and most importantly, intangible balance sheet discussions, which highlight the importance of all those things money can't buy and death can't take away. Investment advisory services offered through CWM, LLC, and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Hello and welcome in again to another episode of Wisdom and Wealth. This past weekend, I came across two quotes uh, that kind of stuck in my mind and were in tension a little bit. And so I want to share those with you as regard, in regards to financial planning and uh, what I do for a living. The, the first one that uh, I saw or that came to mind was um, a gentleman that I've grown to respect shared that the advice his grandfather had given him was don't try to change someone's mind. You know, simply let them be wrong. Now, I think uh, many of you know the context in which that, or can guess the context in which that was written. Um, and you know, all I could think of after that was "Amen." <laughs> that was closely followed by "Man, all those poor congressional staffers," um, you know, getting ready for twenty twenty four. The next thought that came across my mind, or that came across my um, my mind, was. Uh, in context of us, the second quote that hold that I hold in tension, and it was being wrong forever compounds. And if any of you know me well, you know that I'm uh, inf- just totally fascinated by the the miracle of compounding. But there's a reverse side of compounding, and it, there can be negative compounding, um, whether it be in the medical field, whether it be in our thought life, um, our relationships. Um, certain things can compound that aren't good for you. I think that we do ourselves a disservice when we relegate compounding to simply the financial world or the numerical world. And so today I want to unpack the statements and why I felt that they were intention. Um, so in the first statement, you know, just don't try to, don't try to change someone's mind. I was struck by the, the thought because there are many moments in which that's exactly what I get paid to do is to change someone's mind. Um, very few people, however, you know, I think you found if, if you're like me want to be convinced that their preferences can be improved or that their beliefs need to be changed in certain areas. Um, if you doubt me, you can test this out at you know the Thanksgiving dinner table. Um, I'll bet you my favorite cigar uh, that it leads to a memorable experience. Uh, but uh, all kidding aside, I think the reason this idea is held in tension for me personally is because I truly do believe that sometimes the highest value that I can provide someone is to not necessarily change their mind, but expand their their awareness uh, through additional information. Sometimes I think in the financial advice industry, um, that is our primary value is to go against the grain. If you know me well, you know that I am 
very suspicious of crowds, <laughs> especially when it comes to uh, thought leadership um, and things of that nature. Most financial television and cable news are simply designed to keep you fearful and to keep you dependent on the next IV drip of bad news so that they can continue to run ads in front of you. Um, it's an eyeball game. It's designed to draw your attention and, and that's it um, so that they can you know, have the right to sell you something. I've lost track of the number of times I've talked with someone who has seen, you know, a, a bad news story on the horizon and they want to know how it, you know, adversely affects them and their, their situation specifically. And that's not necessarily an unnatural inclination, but I think it's not helpful in, in all areas. So sometimes it's a person that moves the slowest and the most methodical that is the most efficient um, and the most effective in what they do. They know what they want. You know why they want it, and they move forward towards that goal. It's not often that there's a moment where our first inclination is the most effective sometimes, especially when we are stressed or fearful. I think sometimes that's um, you know where I provide some of my primary values, say, "Hey, take a breath let's let's think about this for a minute um, and you know to raise someone's awareness. The other thing that comes to mind when it comes to changing someone's mind is, and this is probably a little bit more common, is what I call and what the industry calls shiny object syndrome. I've lost track of how many great ideas that, that are out there that are, you know, the, the, the next get rich quick scheme. You know, it seems like every six months there's some type of revolutionary potion, patent, elixir, idea, or service that's going to just change your world. Um, and the fact of the matter is we remember a couple out of a thousand uh, if, if we're being honest with ourselves. So I, I, I'm cautious uh, when someone comes to me, and, and especially because underlying that, that uh, shiny object is the fear of missing out. And really underlying that is the belief that we can get something uh, easier or quicker than the proven methods of, of getting there. Don't get me wrong. I look at trends too. I have my eye on different entrepreneurs that I think are sharp and that are trying to serve a, a need in our society. But wanting an easier path towards independence um, and fearing that we're going to miss out and and being envious that our neighbor will get there before us probably isn't the most helpful way of structuring our investment philosophy or, or portfolio for that matter. So there are many times where I have to basically be, you know, sound boring by bringing proverbs back to life. You know, whoever gathers a little by a little will increase it. it sounds very basic and very fundamental, but it rings true today. If you aren't careful, you spend more time envying the market returns of your neighbor rather than remembering that, hey, in order to be financially independent, I really just need average returns. I need five, six percent returns over a long period of time, long periods of time in order to, and I don't mean that year over year, I mean that in, in the aggregate over a long period of time to, in order to, to achieve my goals and to be independent. This is why those who know me well know that I focus on cash flow planning and adamantly planning for dividends. They're a beautiful thing. Um, 
The second statement that I mentioned at the outset that I want to bring in here briefly is that uh, being wrong compounds for forever. Now, when I, I heard this, it sounded, I cringed. And then I was like, okay, is, is that being just a little bit too uh, dramatic, right? Um, but I have four kids and I am haunted by the fact that there may be habits, blind spots of myself personally or insecurities personally that I'm not even aware of that could hold them back and might even hold their kids back. And I don't want any part of that. Um, so that's where my brain went first um, because I truly believe that I want my kids to see things as they are. I want them to be whole. I don't want them to be limited by my short-sightedness or my, my lack of, of vision in, in certain areas of life. I want them to become who they're supposed to become. I do believe that we can be held back by certain beliefs principles and habits that we're unaware of that, that aren't helping us. Um, you know, <laughs> exhibit A is hitting the snooze button in the morning. Um, because of this, I, I'm constantly asking myself the question as much as I possibly can, you know, what am I missing? And is there a way to, to get better in certain areas of life? It's those often unexamined areas of life that can bring me the most fruit if I just focus on them a little bit longer. So shifting gears back to the financial part of that question of, you know, mistakes compound for forever. The most common one that I come across uh, when I think of this, this uh, idea is the, the tendency and the temptation to try to time the market um, and to avoid paying the risk premium that compounds on into the future. And if you don't realize it, uh, Typically, one no one that I'm aware of tracks that, right? Um, because it's just too painful. But if you don't believe me, don't take my word for it, right? Bloomberg put out a study recently that tracked um, the movement of $10,000 in the market. Um, if it was invested in the S&P from 1980 to present, it said that that $10 million came into approximately, turned into approximately $1.2 million if it was left in the entire time. No deviations, no changes. Now you're probably sharpshooting me saying, that, "Hey, you know, there was no index back then, so on and so forth." But you get the point. If the index had been there and you had equally weighted it, blah blah blah, all the same things, right? But if you miss just the five best days of the market over that 43 year period, that 1.2 million dollars reduced to approximately 750 thousand dollars. Think about that for a minute. Just five days, and you lost that amount of money. You know, approximately. 500,000, right? Now, going out to the worst case scenario, if you lost just the 50 best days over that 43-year period and you tried to time your market, your, your way in and out, right, and you missed those 50 best days for that 43 period, that $10,000, it grew, but to $86,000. That's it, right? $1.2 million, leaving it alone, and $86,000. Let that sink in. Write that down. Pull it out and remind yourself of it daily if you have to. <laughs> but but when you're tempted to do something rash or foolish, remember that study. Furthermore, remember the second piece of information that Bloomberg also did a study that took you know from 1936 to present day. Your odds of achieving positive returns are over 97 percent when you stay invested for 10 years or longer. Now, if you stay invested for a day or a month, it's basically a flip of a coin. Um, I don't like those odds. 
I, I don't think that that's anything that you should base a financial future on or anything that you care about. But if you know that the longer your time horizon, the better your outcomes, what better way to plan for your future? So I, I hope that as you think about these two ideas, um, mainly don't try to change someone's mind. Let, <laughs> I think you want to change it just a little bit of, hey, I want to pay a few people and keep a few people close to me that I trust to try to change my mind, right? Especially when I need it. Secondly, remember that it is a mathematical fact that um, being wrong can compound <laughs> indefinitely, um, as, as evidenced by those Bloomberg studies that I cited. This should serve as your reminder, again, to make a financial plan, make a life plan that is meaningful to you. Construct the cash flows around that life plan that are going to make it feasible. Next, find someone who can hold you accountable and remind you of what's important to you, why it's important to you, and how you're going to get there. You need to provide yourself, I think, the space, the time, and the relationships necessary to stay focused on what's important to you and how you're going to get there so that you don't become, <laughs> you don't let your own choices become your own worst enemy. Because at the end of the day, time and discipline are your friend. I think I'll leave it here for now. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for sticking with me. Um, I hope you found this insightful and helpful. As always, I humbly ask, please like and rate uh, the podcast as this helps us reach additional listeners and serve additional listeners. And as always, remember, I wish you, your family, nothing but truth, beauty, and goodness on the road ahead. Have a great week. Thank you again for joining us. We trust that this time has left you better equipped to steward both your wealth and your financial resources. May you and your family find truth, beauty, and goodness on the road ahead. The opinions voiced in the Wisdom and Wealth podcast by Josh Clues are for general information purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, please consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Guests on the Wisdom and Wealth podcast are not affiliated with CWM LLC. Investment advisory services are offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. Please know that converting from a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA is a taxable event. A Roth IRA offers tax-free withdrawals on taxable contributions. To qualify for a tax-free and penalty-free withdrawal on earnings, a Roth IRA must be in place for at least five tax years. The distribution must take place after age 59 and a half or due to death, disability, or a first-time home purchase of up to $10,000 lifetime maximum. Depending on state law, Roth IRA distributions may be subject to state taxes. Our local address is 1780 Hughes Landing, Suite 570, Woodlands, Texas, 77380.